Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. Oh yeah, I got on my smart-ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart-ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart ass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, what do we got this week? <laughs> we I asked a couple of weeks ago of our fine listeners and followers if we should do this yeah. episode. Do what? Well, I saw this series come up on Netflix and I I actually saw a preview of it first and I was like rolling my eyes at the preview and I was like, oh, I'm so not going to watch that. It's just ugh. And then I was like and then, and then when the, when the series dropped, I saw the preview again and I, the trailer, and I was like, "Shit, this is going to be one of those things that we got to do. We got to do because it's in our wheelhouse." Yeah, and 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 so I asked. I did a little poll, and overwhelmed. I think it was a hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Please was like yes. Talk about this. So because we pretty much do whatever our what? No, Sweet well, listeners want. We we don't do whatever they want. Yes, but, we do. But but we want to make sure that what we're producing are things that people want to listen to. And I really like these mm-hmm. pop culture. <laughs> oh God! If this is pop culture, I'm gonna I'm done. It's popular culture. I want to get off this planet. Well, okay, yes, but also. Anyway, so <laughs> the series is sex life. Yeah, but it's edgy because it's got a slash in between sex and life. 
Yeah, because, you know. Like life is the common because denominator. Because that, that infers that it's either or. Yeah. Or life is the common denominator and sex is the numerator. That's the math behind it. Is that is that what that means? Yeah, the top is numerator, bottom is denominator. But usually, but it's not a ratio or it's not a fraction. It's well, just that's like. What, that's what it's telling you. But it you. usually says, like when you see that in a sentence, when you see a slash, it's and or. I know. It's one. It's it's this or that. Yeah. But this can only be a portion of that. Your whole life can't be about sex. Okay, I don't math, so I don't. No, mm. I know. Okay. So, right. uh, so anyway, so we sat down and we watched this. And we watched. Okay, we so, tried to do it in one sitting. It's so, hard to do. I had to. I had to go. I had to go into a, a secluded place and scream for a little while. So it stars Sarah Shahi as the protagonist of this, who I remember as being. A Latina character in the L word. Yeah, one of my one of my super super close lesbian friends was like super pissed because she was like she's she's the hot she's a hot lesbian and I'm not I I don't want to watch the show because I don't want you want to wreck that image. No, no, no. Yeah. She's like no, no. Yeah. So, but I've never seen the L word. So, I so it stars Sarah Shahi and her nipples. <laughs> Because they are they, everywhere. They are in like this. the supporting actress. I mean, they're they're even more than it's than, a lot than Rachel from Friends nipples who were in every scene, right? But th- this, these are like. I mean, at least this is honest. Where they like take true. her clothes off, and there's a lot of nudity. A lot of nudity in this, but and, we'll get to and that. That's part of this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we watched we watched the first couple of episodes, and the only way I can describe this to people, <laughs> and. Spoiler alert for everybody here. Oh, we're yeah. gonna, we're like, gonna be pulling this apart. If you haven't watched it and you plan on it, watch it. Yeah, well, yeah, because we're we're gonna we're gonna pull this apart. But if you haven't planned, if you're not gonna watch it, then just keep going. It is a forty car flaming pileup <laughs> on a highway oh my God. that you cannot help but rubberneck for kilometers. I know. It's uh, it's awful, and I couldn't look away. Yeah, that that that's pretty much. That anybody that I've spoken to that has seen this series basically said the same thing. It's so bad. It's so horrifically bad. I think we think it's bad for other reasons than mm. most people think mm-hmm. it's bad. But like the garbage dialogue and the oh, unrealistic yeah. like, situations. Yeah, and- like the 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 guys who wrote the Star Wars di- dialogue, their sisters wrote this dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's not being sexist. Oh, we I know. Got, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, it's right. just I have, of course, on brand several pages of notes yes front and, and back front front and back <laughs> and um i wrote a couple of opening comments like this is an unreasonable facsimile of women and men in marriages and relationships mm-hmm. it's got some f- fucking cringy mother shit in there oh it's it's the if you are a 20 something party girl and <laughs> You're, this is your worst nightmare about mm, becoming mm, a mother. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you haven't gotten married and had kids, you won't do this. This is all the fears you that you have. You won't do it. Yeah. yeah. This is your yeah your worst nightmare realized. And yeah, there's literally nothing you can do about it. We get bludgeoned to death by metaphors in this in this program. Oh like, it's absolutely Lord. ridiculous. Like, within, within the first few minutes, it's like you're beaten about the head by how miserable she is from the from the get-go and then and then like the first thing her kid does was like mommy mommy let me show you the butterfly i trapped in a jar (laughs) and she's like oh no it's gonna die in there you have to set it free (laughs) 
And then this butterfly flies away, and then Cooper, her husband, comes home, oh, and he's like, oh. no, and he's like, he's like, where, where's my baby? And she gets this little smile on her face, like, oh, he's talking about me. And he like runs over to the actual baby that's the in the bassinet, baby. Yeah. and she's just like, uh. yeah, it runs right past her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this program is the Manosphere's wet dream. Oh my God, absolutely. It is the eight episode version of You Can't Make a Whore a Housewife. Oh yeah, no, this 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 justifies everything they've been saying. Yeah, this came up again the other day when we were talking about this trope from the Manosphere that body count is so important because the more men a woman has sex with the less able she is to monogamously bond with a man yes and this is like the made for tv version of that yeah absolutely so yeah so it's a manosphere's wet dream and at the same time it's a cautionary tale for monogamous people that are thinking about maybe not being monogamous absolutely but also marriage is a trap Oh yeah, like it's it marriage is a trap and a death sentence mm-hmm. and if you ever want to feel whole ever again, like don't. No. Just don't. Yeah, you're going to you're going to you're going to pay penance for <laughs> your sluttiness in your 20s. Oh yeah. By you're by getting married. Penance. Getting married and having kids and and being a butterfly in a jar. I skipped right to page 4 here and Marriage is a boring patriarchal sacrifice. Yep. Yeah. You know, doing your part. Yep. To keep the species going. Two and a half you know, kids, white picket fence. House in Connecticut. House you in know, Connecticut. Because we're dying out. So where are we going to start? Well, so let's start with the main characters. So we have okay. Billy. Billy. Billy, who... Wilhelmina is her first name. Yes, you find that out, you hear that one time. Yes, but she always goes by Billy or B. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And she is married to Cooper, as you mentioned. Good looking dude. Who is a great looking investment banker. But with a heart of gold. Yes, he only invests in the... Like ethical, things that are going to change the world for the good. And cure cancer but make a lot of money while doing it yes so and win, make win, everyone win, win, a lot win. of money oh yeah. yes 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 how can you not like this guy because he's creepy as fuck well that's I I, mean, you know he, he, he looks had, like he's made out of gray plastocene he, first of all he's he's got that conventional chiseled jaw oh, yeah. he's a little short but he, <laughs> he's got the conventional mm-hmm. you know blonde hair blue eyes right good yeah. looking he looks like a ken doll with a, he looks like a Kendall with a bank account and a house in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he was all like, he had this place in Connecticut. He was just waiting for the wifey. Okay. Here's, okay. This is, the, okay. So Billy. Friends with his exes. So, so Billy, Billy is, she is now a mother of two. Yes. She was, she used to live in New York. Yep. She was an academic. She was on her way to being an academic. She's PhD student. PhD candidate. Apologies. PhD candidate. Yep. In anthropology. Sociology. Sociology? Anthropology? Yeah. Hey, well, they, there was a lot of anthropological terms. You know what? It's actually a little muddy. I think it was psychology, actually. Was, was it? Her, was okay, her because... And, and, and a couple of times they referred to her, to her as the the monogamy person. Right. Where she had, was making arguments. That's why I think it was anthropology, because she was making arguments for... Psychology Today was her publication. 
Oh, so, so I, I feel like it was psychology. Oh, because there's no anthropologist. No, but I feel like it was psychology. Okay, let's argue about theologies. <laughs> but yes, her and she and she, Billy used to fuck mm. a lot, mm-hmm. and her friend Sasha, who also happens to be a professor. Well, she went all the Columbia. way through. She didn't get married and drop out of the program. Oh, right. And now she's this fabulous single woman who fucks all over New York, but also is a professor and looks fabulous and has the life. Semi-professional groupie. Yeah, has the life. Right. Yeah, I think she's banging a up-and-coming rapper. Like, rapper or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So they used to live together. They mm-hmm. used to be roommates and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And right before Billy meets Cooper, her now mm-hmm. husband, she had this tumultuous relationship with Brad. The record executive. Okay. Australian. So the, so this is the thing. This is what I find so funny about this, this series is that it's the basic bitch of what, what sexy men are, what husbands are, what wives are, what children are, what friends are, what's dangerous, what's sexy, mm-hmm. what's hot, you know what I mean? Like it, and it's this is so, all of that wearing UGG boots and juicy track pants. Where right? it's like, have you even? Do you even know any of this stuff, or do you just? Anyway, it's not the first time that I question like the the creators or writers or producers or whoever of this show. Yeah, of actually having any experience with any of this stuff at all. Yeah. So, Brad is about six four. He's a big dude. Australian has, I think fucked up hair but yeah it's supposed he's to be this like wavy flowing, curly mop. Wa- yeah yeah and better looking than cooper or not i don't find either of them attractive no but i mean conventionally but i think the idea is that he's supposed to be better well, looking in like the more, dark tall, he's dark more, and handsome he's more roguish yes absolutely yeah okay. roguish that would be that would be the he's way he's the han solo to luke cooper's skywalker. luke skywalker yeah, absolutely I, I, you know he has this gorgeous loft and you know what like cooper and billy may as well be siblings because i think there was more passion in the luke and leia kiss than (laughs) there was in okay yeah so right before billy meets cooper her now husband you know you don't and 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 they sort of unravel the story very slowly and kind of simultaneously as to what's happening now so there's a lot of like back and forth and flashbacks and that kind of thing which i appreciate i think it's you know it's an it was an interesting way to contrast to tell the story Yeah. yeah And it's the show me, don't tell me kind of way of sure. doing it. And I think this was based on a book, which I was actually very surprised to yeah, learn. Yeah, 40 chapters on four, about four men or something like that. And this is the thing where it's like, I. this is why I read the book first, if I know that there's a book, because I like to know why the film looks the way it does see, and why the film. That. Yeah, we do. I feel like you see the film first and then you read the book because when you read a book, you get pictures in your head of what the characters look and sound like. And they almost never get it right in the film or the screen version of the book. So then you're the whole time you're watching going, that's not what that person looks like. That's not what they sound like. And then the book is also kind of like, because they can't put everything that's in the book in the screen version. So the book is kind of like the director's cut of the story. You disagree? This is what's going to break us up, I think. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to be pineapple. It's, it's not going to be pineapple. Because, I, and, and maybe maybe this is just a difference in our outlooks, where if I'm going to invest in a book, I don't want it ruined for me. 
going into a book already knowing how it ends. But you're going to get extra stuff. It doesn't matter. No. I, it doesn't matter. And I'm always interested in how someone interprets the book that I've read and how they see the characters and if it's so different from how I've seen it. Mm. But I do end up being pissed usually at the movie because the movie is usually shitty compared to the book. And I get the feeling with the experience that I have had in the past with reading a book first and then watching the movie, I am starting to learn about what happens when books are made into movies. Mm. And what I extrapolated from this was that a lot of this book happens inside Billy's head. Yes. And so that's why they have to do it the way they're doing it, where they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Well, they have a, they have a, like a plot device in this, in that she's trapped in her life Mm -hmm. and she goes back and starts reliving her memories and writing a journal. Right. So yeah. So she. So and she I think has, that's that's the the reason they do the flashback. So we're just not all reading words on a page all the time. Yeah, that would be super boring. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. This, this is the way it sort of opens, where she has like a three year old son, four year old son, because I guess he starts starting school. Yeah. How I don't know at what age they are as annoying as that that kid actor was in this. <laughs> he was really annoying. God, he was horrible. Yeah. I mean, he's just a little kid. He's but. a little kid. I know you can't. Critique his acting but chops. Can, at where's four. Haley Joel Osment from The Sixth Sense? Like they couldn't get He's a kid like that. An adult, I guess. Uh, well, I ain't creepy looking adult, but but that kind of child actor is what yeah, they needed. Yeah, no, in this. I get it. Well, I know, but budget. You know what? I'm pretty sure he's related to somebody in the crew or something like that. <laughs> and then and then there's a new baby where the baby looks to. I mean, the baby's still nursing, so under a year. Oh yeah, they used. We're reminded that the baby's still nursing a lot. Yeah, throughout which, this. you know what? This is the thing. There were, I'm not going to like trash the whole thing. There were a few bright spots in it. And I think the showing of nursing mm-hmm. and that being prominent, her having to pump and that kind of thing and, and making that seem a lot more real. Right. Was, well, was actually one of the bright spots for me okay. is looking at that. However, Billy's perfect tits and perfect body, however many, you know, like five months after sing- the baby. singular months after the baby is born i feel like if they had given her if they had if she had been a bit softer if she'd had a bit of a belly still i think that would have been a lot easier i think because i think her looking the way she does and and the creator's idea of her looking like shit or looking like a train wreck was like i would kill to fucking look like that yeah, five months after i have was, a baby there was one scene fairly late in the series where that was prominent there was a scene where you could see the stretch marks around like the belly button and stuff that sometimes happens really i don't yeah, remember that part it, but it was like really softly lit okay. and that but it, i was kind of like for a show that showed her in such a perfect light mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. to see that was kind of like oh wait a minute See, I would have that if they had made that more prominent, that would have been better for it me. It was very subtle and it was only for yeah. a few seconds. Yeah, so she 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 has two kids now. Mm-hmm. She's got this life, she's got everything. From the outside it looks like yeah. everything's perfect and she's miserable. And so she starts thinking about Brad, who essentially is the one who got away. Mm. She starts kind of reliving her past and mm-hmm. then gets to Brad and then can't get off of Brad. Oh, right. That's yeah. And she starts journaling. Yes. On her computer. Yeah. Which she leaves in plain view in her kitchen, which 
bro, what are you doing? I mean, she gets smart at one point and renames it like Thanksgiving recipes or something <laughs> like that. But, but like, but yeah, and and again, hearkening back to the Manosphere shit. Yeah. They also talk about Alpha Widows, right? Who basically they were with this like amazing. You know, high quality man, mm-hmm. blah, 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 alpha dude who breaks her heart. Yeah. And she's and wrecked for she, all men. And she's wrecked. And then she settles for the nice guy mm-hmm. who has enough money to keep her happy and blah, blah, blah. But alpha need beta seed. Yeah. So again, like, it's like, oh my God, did like, did Rolo Tomasi write this script? Like it was, it was just. Has entrepreneurs talked about this at all has it showed up in any of his stuff he was the one who posted the preview in the first place oh okay yeah 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 so uh so that's where i saw it first okay so i was like oh what's this motherfucker posting i'm sure he had great things to say about it oh it it was basically like see like this This is is, this this is how women are this is this is vindication for everything i've been talking about pretty much yeah 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 and it's like it it's a shitty series on netflix why don't you calm down and and the thing was like she's reliving all of this stuff one of the reasons she's doing that is because she's hiding her true self right from the man she's married well to. she never told so, him yeah he has no clue about no her, her past, past. Because no she, clue because she was ashamed of it and was worried that if he knew about her past that this would be a problem and he wouldn't he was he was the good on paper guy, right? And she didn't want to do anything to jeopardize what could be the love of her life. And I think, and and that was another bright spot in this because it's like this is what girls are told they need to do. Yeah, they have to hide who they are from men that they want to be with forever for fear of being judged for their sexuality, for their adventurousness, and. Skinny and, virgin hookers with big tits who like sex, but not a lot, but a lot, but a little, but a, not yeah, but a little. Yeah, she's never had sex, but she wants sex. Yeah. Oh, she wants it. <laughs> what? Did, what? Did, skinny hooker virgin. Yeah, with, skinny hooker virgin with 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 big with boobs big, with big boobs. <laughs> who likes sex? Sex, but not a lot, but but, but a, a little. lot. Yeah, but a little, but a lot. I'll put I'll put that back in. We 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 we've we've had that video posted before, but yeah, I'll, I'll throw but that I, back in. I think in. it still applies here. Yeah. And but that's that's we'll, who we'll, she needs we'll to be. We'll put that into the column of the women can't win. Yeah. Ever, and and this is this is what what drives her to start writing this journal, is about you know because who you are you can't hide from who you are very Forever. long. Well, the act of hiding your true self can be done for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Some people can do it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you're going to compromise something of yourself to continue that lie. Yes. And that that piece gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger. And you've done that. Yep. I've done that. Yep. And so I think that's that's something that resonated with both of us as we watched it. And where you it was can like, see it. Don't do that. You can see it in Billy. You're, as she goes further down this rabbit hole, you can see the fact that she's gets to the point where she is spectacularly fucking up her life. Yes. But she can't stop. Right. Right. So so she starts writing about Brad mm-hmm. and you know this was you know arguably the most emotionally and sexually significant relationship of her life. Yeah, that she let us see. Yeah. And she writes incessantly about him in 
painstaking detail. <laughs> yes. So she goes to see, and, and she calls her friend Sasha. She tends to call Sasha a lot when mm-hmm. she's when she's having trouble and when she wants to. Like, I feel like Sasha represents more than just her best friend. She is that tether yeah. to her old self and her yeah. old life, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And Sasha is still living this life. Right, she's the foot in the other life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she basically says to Sasha, like, I'm... I can't stop thinking about Brad and I'm writing about him and I'm thinking about him. And Sasha's like, listen, you've got this great life. Like don't fuck shit up or whatever, whatever. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Sasha's got a giant secret. So I guess Billy feels like I need to go and see Sasha. And so she just shows up. This is why you should always text before you visit someone. Yeah. She shows up at Sasha's apartment and who's at the apartment? Brad's there. Brad's there. And he's like, hey, Billy, <laughs> how you been? Because it's been eight years. Right. And for one year of those eight years, Brad has been fucking Sasha. Yeah. They met at some convention. She was some, at a conference, conference in France and he was there and they hooked up. And now we're supposed to, or, or it, it's presented to us that they're just fuck buddies. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, that, I mean, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And... And we, you know, we find out later that that's not the first time that Sasha and Billy have just, you know... Shared a dick? Shared a dick or two. Well, we'll get to that later. (laughs) So... She goes, so she comes back from the city and she's like super dazed out and just yeah, like. Yeah, she's all fucked up about it. All fucked up about the fact that seeing Brad for the first time after mm-hmm. eight years and also. And he looks that, exactly like he did eight years ago. <laughs> and that her best friend is fucking him uh-huh. and she's been keeping that secret from her for the last year, which I mean. You've got a good thing with Coop. You shouldn't see. It. Stop it with this Brad because I'm fucking Brad and I don't want you to like get in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah, it's a little self-serving, yeah, I find. Yeah, you know? her advice seems a little bit weird once you realize she's been fucking Brad for a year. And this is the thing. I, I mean, you know. W- a couple episodes ago, we talked to Dr. Fisher about intersexual competition and things like that. And I always felt that it's it does make friendship a lot easier when you're attracted to different types of men. Yes. You know? I imagine it would be. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... Like, I know, like, your kind of best friend, mm-hmm. you, you guys are not attracted to the same type of women. I mean, yes and no. But he has preferences for certain physical attributes that I also appreciate, but they're not at the top of my list. I mean, a hot woman is a hot woman is a hot woman, sure. right? But if you're at the build a bitch workshop and <laughs> and and you're 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 picking all the things, yeah. we would have very different. <laughs> You know, I, I I'm gonna put that Bella Porch. I, I video just in. I just started li- I just started listening to the to the lyrics of that, mm-hmm. and because she's very breathy in it, and yeah. I I've just caught the lyrics of like this ain't build a bitch. Yeah, like you don't get to pick. Yeah, different ass or like, bigger boobs. I am I am what like I am what I am. Yeah, and if you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah. Basically, which yeah. you know. I don't know. I mean, for somebody that gets 18 million views just by like twitching her face and stuff, it fucking irritates me at a certain <laughs> level. But I'm here for the, this ain't build a bitch. Like, yeah. fuck off. Anyhow, she comes home from her visit in the city and becomes aware that her husband has read her journal yeah. that she's been keeping, which she didn't put a password on and fucking left open in the kitchen, which I don't, I don't get, do 
Lie. Lie better. Yeah. You seriously. Renaming it Thanksgiving recipes is going to do after, nothing. After he's read it. But it won't matter because all he has to do is go into the fucking word processing document, see the most recently open. Oh, I guess Billy's working on Thanksgiving recipes right now. <laughs> and there it is, right? We've all done that. When in the in the time in the days when porn wasn't readily available online, we all had a folder named something completely innocuous where we would put that shit. And that's what she was trying to do. Yeah, exactly. But so bad. So bad. So bad. And you know, I I need to backtrack a little bit because I think I think there something needs to be said about Billy and Cooper's sex life at this point oh right no no slash yeah there's a tv in the bedroom which is the worst idea get the tv out of your bedroom people get and it i know out. you're thinking we'll watch porn on it you won't cool. put a little tablet on the nightstand when you want to have porn yeah. going that because a tv in a bedroom yeah bad idea yeah terrible idea. unless you are bedridden and, and yeah that's the only time a tv in the bedroom is suitable for a married couple if you bedrooms, want bedrooms are for fucking yes if you sleeping. want to have a sex life if you want to have a sex life keep the tv out of the bedroom so yeah so there's this scene where she's like and this is the other thing i find her incredibly sexual for someone who is like a stay-at-home mother of two and is like and i get it but also she's she's not a well-fucked woman and she is not. sexually frustrated and she is charged up all, all the, the time. time because she's thinking about her ex yeah. and there's this horrible scene where she climbs on him, on Cooper, in their bed, and he is... Oh. There's like a football game or something it's on the back. It's a baseball game. Baseball game in the back. And first of all, baseball as a choice of sports, I'm sorry. Like, I'd rather watch fucking paint dry <laughs> than... I know I don't like any sport. No, I, but I you know could, what you're you could, say. I'm, I'm with you on this with baseball. You can fuck your wife if you miss an inning... It's not the end yeah. of the world, you right? You can fuck your wife for 20 minutes and not miss a fucking thing. No. And if you do miss something, the replay will be there and you'll be fine. Like, So he's literally like looking past around her. Around her. Around She's her. riding him. Yeah. Billy and her nipples out for the world to see. <laughs> She's very hot, by the way. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. No, there's... She's a beautiful woman. Though. Yeah. There's, there's no... All the people in this... Oh, they're all beautiful. They're all beautiful people. Yeah. Even the sleazy, creepy people are still beautiful. <laughs> yes, you appreciated their hair, but anyway, yeah. Trina the neighbor. Uh, okay, like... we'll get. Okay, <laughs> remember the remember at the beginning where you said, "Do you, I don't want to get ahead of you? Don't." <laughs> but yeah, so he's looking around her, and she catches him doing this. Yes, because I think he muted it. She's like, "Turn it off," and he just muted it. He didn't actually turn it off. Yes, yeah. Which was a little throwback to like Sex in the City, where yeah, it's like, turn it off immediately. Yeah, and then does he lose his erection? Mm-hmm. And so she hops off of him and pulls out her fucking vibrator. Yeah, she's like, "I'm just gonna finish this." Oh, and he's like, "Are you sure? Like, you want me?" And she's like, "No." Yeah, and it's like, wow. I mean, on the one hand, you got to give them credit. Here's a man who is okay with his partner using a vibrator. However, the reason leading up to the need for the vibrator is completely unacceptable. I have three words. Yes? Eat my pussy. Well, there's that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, and and also... But that's the running theme for this show, is a little bit of truth with a whole bunch of fucking garbage. No, but also yes. Like, like, here's the thing. I agree with you. But he seemed so defeated when she pulled that thing out where it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess whenever she, you know, this thing... Bro, you won. You get to go back to the baseball game. But, But also, like, 
you know, I mean, as far as masturbatory assists go, go, like, I think that can be a very sexy thing Mm -hmm. for a couple where it's like, you know, instead of having a funeral for the dick today, if you want to get your vibrator out and I can, you know, kiss your neck or touch touch you you, or do all that kind of stuff, be involved, play with those nipples, like whatever, like, right. Be involved. You know what? You can sit behind her. And she can use her vibrator, and you can still watch your yeah. fucking game. You fucking roll those nipples like radio knobs. But this is what I'm saying. This- <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I mean, unless you're into it. Not and then to do me. It. I just that's not my thing. But anyway, but but this is the, it's like, ugh, it's cringy. So close. It's it's cringy. It's cringy because because and I understand they're trying to establish the yes. disconnection. Yes, absolutely. I get it. Oh, I they get did it. a good job with that. <laughs> They are disconnected. They really did. So that's kind of the setup for like her thinking about her past and her ex and especially Brad and all that kind of stuff. So she comes back from seeing Sasha with Brad in the apartment and her husband has read her journal Mm -hmm. and he is angry. He is super angry. And he grabs her Mm -hmm. hard enough that if someone grabbed me like that, they would find themselves with a broken shoulder yeah, or choked unconscious. Yeah, it looks like we're going to see a domestic. Yeah. And he and he says something to the akin of, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Anyway. Doesn't he grab her by the throat or the face or something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and then he throws her over the... Kitchen island. The kitchen island and fucks her like... Aggressively. Like, no, and not... Not in a loving dominant way. I don't know if that's <laughs> in a, in a punishing. He's he's punishing he punished her. her with his dick. Yeah, but look at that. He got hard, uh, and he finished. You know, that's that's often like the trajectory of like sexual sadist serial murderers. Yes, but what was Billy's reaction to this? I mean, she she loved it, but also, well, she loved it because she was getting fucked by her husband. Yes, but also it was kind of like. And now he's being shitty to me. Yeah. Because there's the thing. He fucks her like that. And then he goes to take a shower and she's like, hey, that was pretty hot. And he's just like, yeah, can you take the car in today? Because it's been making that noise. And it's yeah, been that's weeks. a thing. She, it was super dismissive. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, okay. Like there's some kind of shame or guilt or something around yes. it. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so it really was like punishment. Well, it's, it's a Madonna whore thing. Ugh. It's, it's, it's so gross. So then some other shit happens. Yeah. And um, some mindless fucking time feeling stuff. Well, there's this weird stuff like there's just weird things where like at the preschool, for example, (laughs) where she goes to drop her kid off and they're like, didn't anybody tell you you work here now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like he seems he seems really hesitant to let you leave. You should probably stay today. And she was like, oh, okay, okay. And it was like... Fuck whatever I had to do today. We were like... First of all, she has a baby. Yeah. And second of all, we were all like... You and I were like, what the fuck are we paying you for? Seriously. There's the teacher and an an ECE. And and not to mention the fact there's probably a private school. Oh, 100% is a private school. Right? And it's like, no, bitch. I'm paying you to deal with that situation. I'm out of here. And anyone will tell you these kids with separation anxiety... Even just like just, and it was mild. He seemed fine. He was fine. The robot child seemed completely fine. <laughs> yeah, they programmed him, and he was great. And he was fine. And and it was like, 
Um, yeah, we're gonna need you, and we have some jobs for you. You like, like you said, can you like, make the snacks? Can you make the snacks? And you make the and, and, and it just it just gives her an opportunity to sit there and stare into space and daydream. And you know what? It's daydream com- about it's com- fucking Brad. It's completely unrealistic because what kind of snack is she making? Fucking ants on a log. And there's no way a private school has anybody putting peanut butter on shit. Okay, <laughs> so not only not only do they employ parents to work there. But for fuck, free. fuck your anaphylactic allergies that at least one kid in the class statistically has. Oh, for sure. It's so bad. Oh my god, it's so terrible. And this is, and you're like, what? Where does this happen? Like, okay, if they have parent volunteers, there's a fucking sign up sheet and mm-hmm. a schedule. Mm-hmm. All it's right? not. It's Wednesday. I'm dropping my kid off. Oh, by the way, you're here for the day. He seems a little upset. You're gonna stay here today. Oh, okay. And she goes, oh, okay. Okay. This, this fucking pre-K teacher wields like, a lot of power. Yeah, eh? I was like, and it, it, it's like, bitch, I was, I was a PhD candidate. You don't fucking tell me what I'm doing with my day. <laughs> I have a long day of fantasizing about Brad ahead of me, and you're fucking with that, Miss Libby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then there, so then I guess Brad starts texting her. Right. They start. To, they start texting. And is that uncommon? Do you think to have the same phone number for eight years? No. Have you? How long have you had your phone number for? Since 2011, 2012. Okay. Well, okay. So nine years. Since I've had an iPhone, I've had I've had had my numbers 15 years. So yeah. Okay. I guess. I guess that's. Then why are you asking that question? Well, just because it just seemed weird, like just out of the blue. And you know what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. She never deleted his number from her phone. Why would she? Because he came up as Brad, (laughs) which means the number was saved. Not just random exchange and string of numbers. I mean... Brad eggplant emoji. <laughs> no, I added the eggplant emoji. That wasn't there. Okay. Not until episode three. So there's this very weird scene. It made me very uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, which one? Where he FaceTimes her. <laughs> She's at Billy's at home. He's at Sasha's apartment. No, hold on a second. Is this oh. before or after the, the pool thing with Cooper? I feel like it's after the pool. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. Oh, so after he reads the journal. So, so Cooper reads the journal. Okay. Angrily fucks her. Right. Then the next day or something was like, Hey, don't make dinner. I'm taking you out. We're doing this thing. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they drive in their beautiful Jag SUV Mm -hmm. to some giant house. Right. And they air bunny break in. (laughs) Okay. And okay. she's like, Cooper, what are you doing? You're so dangerous. I, who, I don't even know who you are. And then they go to this gorgeous pool. and It kind of looks like the Billy Madison house. Yeah, it, it wasn't, does. but it kind of looked like it. It does, it does. And with this giant long-ass pool. Mm-hmm. And they start having this really steamy sex yeah. in the pool. And she's flashbacking mm-hmm. to... Uh, almost exact scenario that she had or time that she had with Brad right. in his loft their and rooftop first, their pool. Their first night together. I think it was their first night together. Yeah, yeah. And so Coop's fucking her and she closes her eyes and it's Brad fucking her and all this stuff. And then like the lights come on and some guy's like, hey, what are you doing with my pool? And he's like, oh my God, that was my client. He's supposed to be in Dubai and some shit. So, yeah, yeah. but she calls Sasha Mm-hmm. and tells she's like oh my god he read my journal and then he reenacted something and she's yeah. like this is my million dollar idea like, like yahtzee yahtzee you just created a, a, a guidebook for your husband right here's right. all the shit i loved mm-hmm. if you're not sure what to do with me 
you know, right. like that stupid scratch off date book thing <laughs> that I see advertised <laughs> that, all the that, time. That that you have to get the Polaroid camera for. Yeah. <laughs> but for But for sex. But dysfunctional sexual relationships in a marriage. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing, he seems to be like yeah, he's he's trying to reenact all of the hot moments that she he's read in her journal. Yeah. Except he's so angry about it. Yeah, but he, he keeps losing his erection. He's so conflicted because on the one hand, he's angry about it. On the other hand, he's jerking off to these in the kitchen to these oh, to journal her, entries. I know. It's so He wrong. is he is so fucked up. Yeah. Internally and mm-hmm. conflicted. Yeah. about who she is and he, what she he wants. He has and, that Madonna whore complex. Yeah, She's supposed yeah, to yeah. be the perfect wife. Yeah. And yet there's all these slutty things that he never knew she was interested in or yeah, had done. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he can't reconcile it. And it's just, it's just fucking with his head. Mm-hmm. And then there's Francesca that we haven't even introduced yet. Right, but, right, right, right. So but yeah. So then she, so then she calls Sasha and then that FaceTime thing happens. I think that's the, the sequence. Of how it goes. Right. So, so Brad basically FaceTimes her from Sasha's apartment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Billy, I got something for you. And he sets the phone up and fucks Sasha basically in front of Billy. Mm-hmm. And instead of Billy going, um, Sasha's not consented to this. Not like, like, this is hey, wrong. hey, Sasha, the camera's on. Or uh, just hanging up. Or just hanging up. No, because she no. hasn't seen Brad and Brad's dick in a while. And so she's going to watch that so shit. She, she watches Brad have sex with her best friend without without Sasha knowing it and that like that bothered me a lot well and also Brad and Sasha are supposed to be fuck buddies I don't see a, I, nobody slid a condom on no well it's television but I, yeah, know, I know but still, but still there are still television shows where they at least make an effort to show a condom or have a crinkle sound or something mm-hmm. there's none of that in this and then there's like a flashback like you said where Sasha and Billy, when they were living together, they do like a partner swap. Yeah, that's that's is that much later. That's much later okay. because that leads up to to the, oh, the right, thing right. with Trina okay. and Devin. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So basically, Cooper acts like a psychopath. Basically, in, oh, yeah. in, in this, like he he's, he's super, he gets really like, controlling. Like the whole and, like nice guy thing. Like he's not a nice guy. Mm-mm. So, but so he is every, at work. At work, he is. At work, he's a fucking rock star. Okay, so tell me about Francesca. So if you want to so talk about work in in the. I think it's the first episode after the erectile disappointment. <laughs> he goes to have a shower mm-hmm. in their beautiful master bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the shower and he's talking about like, he takes a call from, he's like, oh, that's Francesca. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And he just keeps gushing about Francesca, his boss at work. And, yeah, I, this. I, think, I think she sees me. I yeah. think she, she, oh, you know, she sees, she sees what I'm capable of and all of this kind of stuff. And they flash back to how Cooper and, and, and Billy met. Mm-hmm. He was doing some recruiting thing for his boutique investment house, which is weird because Francesca says later on, the only reason that she left one of the big invest, New York uh, Wall Street firms was because of Cooper, but now she's his boss. Like, why isn't he running the show? Why is he just like some middle management guy that inspires everyone? But whatever. So there's this whole thing, and you're kind of like, he's he's talking about his boss the way, and I'm sure this was intentional. Mm-hmm. The way you talk about somebody that lights you up somehow, mm-hmm. and Billy's looking at it going. Why Why isn't he talking about me like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Right. And then you're like, who is this Francesca chick? And then you get a And then you get there. there. 
She's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Stunning. She is smart and powerful and 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 they and they erased all of that like two episodes later. Well, this is the thing. She is a like a beautiful dresser, yeah. elegant woman. Yeah. You know, beautiful but but like super confident and mm-hmm. calm and just knows exactly what she wants. Mm-hmm. She has like an air of dominance over, you know, over the clients and over her employees. And like, she seems very well respected, even though she's fairly new at yeah. the company. Has her shit together. Yeah. For sure. And there, it's very clear that she kind of has a thing for, mm-hmm. for Coop, for Cooper. Right. Yeah. And that relationship gets inappropriate. Well, very quickly. Yeah. So what ends up happening is, is Cooper, Cooper confides in his buddy at work. Devin, mm-hmm. that who's Trina's husband, by the way, and which we, didn't, we don't we don't we, we didn't don't know find that. that out until so who's later. Trina, Trina's like the neighbor lady that that they invite over to babysit while they go and fuck in this guy's in the pool. pool. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this woman looks way too put together to have nothing to do on a fucking random Tuesday night. Right. Like Trina has nothing better to do. They have their own kids, but but I guess you know they live close, and well, and, and, and it, Cooper and Devin work together, and it's not it's not Trina's nanny but one of the moms when they do their little trip into new york one of the moms is like oh the nanny is going to watch all the kids and we're going to have a shopping trip in new york yeah, so all the kids so yeah so so they have lots They're, of it's help. a very incestuous kind of group where it's like they 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 all babysit each other's kids they all the nanny watches all the kids yeah. while the, the while the moms just go off and do whatever they want Chardonnay for days. They, they don't they don't come home until like seven eight o'clock at night like it's just like what is happening here but anyways and, go ahead and so, yeah, so they call Trina over, and, and then we don't know who she is other than a friendly neighbor, and then Coop's best friend is, is Devin, and Coop confides in what's going on and how he can't stop thinking about the shit that, that Billy did, and he, he doesn't even know his wife anymore, and and he's and I think he also talks about how their sex life isn't good, mm-hmm. and Devin's like, I got just a thing for you, man, and he takes him out for drinks. Right. He's like, we're going to go out. We're going to get your mojo back. We're going to, you know, flirt a little bit. See that Coop, you're an amazing guy. Like basically get, help Coop get his confidence back. And and it's at this place where Devin calls his ex-girlfriend. So I mentioned earlier that Cooper is a psychopath. <laughs> and this is sort of like, this is leading up to the reason that, one of the reasons that sex life has been such a, like, a crazy sort of pop culture phenomenon right and so and this precipitated that that drinks with devin thing right yeah so cooper decides that he wants to confront and check out the competition because he's i mean this is the thing brad precedes him by we don't know how long they were broken up maybe a couple of months or something yeah yeah but he becomes basically obsessed with this Brad guy. Well, because he's and, reading about and, all this crazy shit that Billy can't stop thinking about. And finding out like who this Brad guy is. So he yeah. goes to this guy's office and his secretary's like, well, he just left for the gym, which I don't know why he would give out that information. No. Oh, no. Oh, wait, no. She's like, she said, oh, you, you just missed, missed him. him. And he, he walks just walked out. out. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Sorry. So he he follows the guy on the street, which I was like, in this like day and age of social media do you have to actually follow anybody anymore i feel like you could just you could creep his social media yeah follow on instagram don't follow them in real life he's been profiled in magazines like it would not be hard to google him and figure out what it is but he's got to go see him 
Yeah, so he follows the guy, and it's the middle of the day, so of course Brad's going to the gym, mm-hmm. and it's this little boutique gym that he goes to. And <laughs> Cooper tries to buy a day pass. They're like, um... Yeah, we don't do that. We we only we only go by the month. Or or you can have a, a free session, but we have to have you sit down with one of our trainers. Oh, and, right. and he's like, well, what's a month? They're like, $600. And he's, and he's like, like, done. Done. All done. right, whatever. Okay, whatever. And he buys some clothes. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't have anything. And so Brad is like hitting the bag, hitting the heavy bag. Yeah. And Cooper's Cooper's doing like like, bicep curls or some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Because of course he is. Preacher curls or something. Preacher curls or something. And then it's time for everyone to shower. Yes. And. And I'll say this. I've, I've been fortunate enough that I have trained in really nice gyms. Okay. I was going to say, where is this going? And not ever have I gone into the showers and it's a fucking locker room shower where there's like eight nozzles on the wall and oh, it's no? all open. It's always individual It's stalls. always separate showers. Always, okay. always, always, always. All right. So it's not like high school. No. Okay. But the scene doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Unless it's a giant open room with shower heads. Right. So, so it's a really, really nice gym for $600 a month, but you don't get your own shower. Yeah. Okay. And, and everybody's barefoot, which is fucking weird. Ew, gross. And yeah. it ruins the aesthetic. I get it. And so they start playing this like porn style music and you're like what's going on what's going on here is he gonna suck brad's dick that's what i said (laughs) i'm like are they gonna make out yeah but you but you think cooper's gay like from the get-go where he's like hugging Devin at some like meeting or something you're like we were both like are they gonna kiss like it seemed like (laughs) it did it seemed like they were very affectionate with one and it would be cool if they did but it just yeah and you're wondering what's going on and there had been there you had seen something i think what convinced you to actually give this a go especially after you watched the first episode and we were both kind of underwhelmed mm. was that there's a this apparent moment in episode three was it like 19 minutes and 19, 50 seconds correct. or something yep, yep, yep. where and people were blind reacting yeah. to what happens so tell me yep. what happens well um and Coop- spoiler guys if you've gotten this far yeah this is a big spoiler so cooper is is i don't and this is the thing like i don't know what you think you're gonna learn and unless he was like this was his point the whole time so they're both in the shower maybe a couple few like nozzles away from each other yeah and like kitty corner at a certain point brad turns around and there's full frontal male nudity, which, which you which never see. Which is rare see. anyways. And I don't know if Netflix has ever had that kind of no. stuff. And surprise, surprise, Brad's packing a baby arm. Dude, he's got like a, it's not even a semi, but it's like three quarters of the way down his leg to his knee. <laughs> like it must be 10 inches. And and I went like this. <laughs> <laughs> and And immediately we paused it. Went back to see it again, paused it again, <laughs> then went online and went, is, is Brad's real? dick real? And it is. And it turns out. And then my next question was, did they have to find an Australian actor that had a big dick? Or was this always part, like, did they write this part for him? Or or did they did they have to find somebody to make this? Because I don't know. I don't know. A better way, because what happens after we we all see this, Cooper and, and the audience see this, Cooper just goes, oh. oh my God, yeah, <laughs> it's not fair. It's like it's like if you are in a heterosexual heterosexual relationship and your partner leaves you for a gay relationship and you're like, I can't compete with that. That was the ultimate, I can't compete. 
And also, Billy is a size queen because. Well, and this is and this and is the Sasha thing. Sasha can take a dick apparently but as see, well. But but this is the thing again. It's it's another like basic bitch of sexuality, right? That where, because he's got a big dick, he must be amazing. Yes. Yeah. And that is not always the case. And some giant dicked men will tell you it's like it's really difficult sometimes because I hurt people and I don't want to and. You know, and then other big dick men are like, I don't care. I hurt people with my big dick. Well, yeah, but it's like you know, and blowjobs are a problem, and you know, like, and I really just want to fuck somebody in the ass, and I can never find somebody who can take it. Yeah, and it's just, it's like, and there's that thing again where it's like, yeah, that's the perfect man, six foot four, Australian, super rich, roguish, roguish, with a giant dick, rides a motorcycle, rides a motorcycle, who has a penchant for doing shit in subway tunnels, and like, like. Off, like it's just, it's just such a weird, it's a weird amalgamation avatar mm-hmm. of the ideal man, mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't know, it's so laughable to me. Where it's just like, oh my god, like have a fucking imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think that after that, after he sees that, the obsession is like full blown. Yes, for Cooper. Yeah, where it's just like, well, he's put a face. To the name and a dick and a dick to the journal to the journal entries and now he can he is just unstoppable so you're right then he goes and talks to devin about this then he goes and talks he, to and devin. devin's like that's a terrible idea man i think actually he said he was gonna go find out and then went away and devin's like that's a bad idea he comes back all shaken up and devin's like we need to go out well and and this was another thing this was something that you picked out where you know, he's like, so, you know, Billy wrote this journal and she's talking about this and da, da, da. And Devin's first response is, oh, man, like, can I read it? Yeah. He's like, oh, Billy likes some nasty shit. And it's just like, I'm like, men don't talk like this. Uh, like, you would no, never. Yeah, no, that would happen. No, yeah, I, I don't happen. think. No, I don't think that if one of your friends was like, this is what I found, whatever, you'd be like, oh, man, can I read it? Maybe not to his face, but I think a lot of guy like Dante. It, no, it okay. Let's say you find out. Let's say you find out that somebody you know has an amateur porn video up on one of the Pornhub sites. Okay, and you telling me that? Okay, how about this? You telling me you don't go and check that out? It depends on who it is. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say you found out your best friend's wife. Has an OnlyFans. Do you go check it out? Probably. <laughs> Research for the show, you're, obviously. You're, you're contributing to their, to their like... Yeah, no. So I know you felt like that was really unbelievable, but I think that... Really? Yeah. I think... Look, there... How many times have you seen in movies where... You guys really are disgusting. No, but let's say it's like an army movie and a bunch of guys are in the barracks and like one of the guys gets a care package and it's a picture of his girl looking all sexy and all the guys try and take it away and go, oh, look at that. And they all like pretend to jack off to it and stuff like that. That's total bro locker room stuff, 100%. And Cooper is rightly outraged. Like, no, bro. I am mortified. No, but guys are fucking stupid. We are. And that, but that's playing to that that stereotype of the bros, right? Right. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's, that that's is why. true. That is yeah. true. So the real sort of Madonna whore complex that Cooper has really comes out, mm-hmm. right? Where he's just, I mean, she was right not to tell him about her past because he's very like, what the fuck? And he he <sighs> actually says he actually says to Dem like, I'm not that sexual a guy. Like I, yeah. I'm just not. I can't give her what she needs. 
She obviously clearly needs more than I can do. And you know what? I think I, I don't think you're entirely right on that. I think that had she rolled this out slowly and in pieces to Coop, he would be able to handle it. You think? But she opened up fucking Pandora's box all at once mm-hmm. and went, here is everything I've ever done. All the wild shit. Oh, and by the way, here's the guy I did it with that you're going to go see exactly what I saw. And his scumbag brain is imagining the worst case of everything. Because if this is what she's written in her journal, what else has what else has she done with right. this guy? Right. But anyway, to circle back around to what you were talking about, then Devin takes him out for drinks. Yes. And was basically like, you know. Right, that's where it gets inappropriate. Let's, te- let's test your market value with some fillies. Yeah. I was like, I was like, the only thing that was missing from this red pillness was like, we need to, we need to up. We need to reevaluate your sexual marketplace value. Like but then that's basically, but that's basically where the languaging comes from. It's like let's test your market value with some fillies, and it was yeah. like with some fillies. What the fuck? Like like cheese like fish? Like <laughs> oh, little horses. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and he and he used the, he kept using the term BDE. You know, let's let BDE. Let's show your let's find your BDE and da da da. And it's just like, bro. If you have to say BDE, you don't have BDE. Yeah, if you have to look for it, it ain't there. It ain't there, Mm-mm. and it, and it has nothing to do with like. Oh my god! So they so- go. So they so they go out there, and Devin. It's a bit of a setup because there's all sorts of beautiful women there. Yeah, and 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 yeah, it's like one of these places where all like the finance people go after work kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and. Devin calls. Devin, it turns out calls Cooper's ex girlfriend. Cooper's ex girlfriend, which we have seen previously, because she was when he was out on a date with one of his first dates with no, Billy. Yeah, the first date. He, the first date. This chick walked by, and 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 Billy they was hug. like, "Yeah, oh my god, he's he's taken this. This isn't she's what like, I thought it was." She's like, "You're a really lucky girl." And well, she goes, "Billy, is that short for Wilhelmina?" Uh, yes, it is. Like, oh my god, how did you ever guess that? Like, which is it was that's stupid. so weird. Yeah. But but. She was like, oh my God, this is his wife and turns out ex-girlfriend and he's friends with his exes. And he said, and she's like, you're friends with your ex? He's like, yeah, aren't you? And Billy's like, like, uh, "Uh, not really. And then you realize like she just has all, and then just flashback one night stand, one night stand, one night stand, one night stand, one night stand. But that's the other thing too, is the idea that if, if you have short term relationships with Mm. people that you can't be friends with those people and you Mm. can't treat those people like human beings. Yeah. And again, that that's. That, you know, that there's so much shame and guilt wrapped around that, that you can't bear to look at these people again. And it just... mm, And Coop's ex-girlfriend... Shows up to the Shows up. They have a great conversation. They're totally vibing. Everything's there. And then he makes some comment about her husband. And she's like, oh, like we've been broken up for however long. And she shoots her shot. And Coop's like... No, man, I'm... I'm married. And she's like, oh, I thought when Devin called that this was... And then he's like, he comes up to Devin and he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you... What was this? He's like, oh, no, it's no big deal, man. And you're like... See, so you still got it. Yeah. And then, the and, then, and then, of course, that makes so much more sense a few episodes later. Yeah. But, but, but at the who club... Who else is at the bar? But that's the thing. At the bar is Francesca. Right. And she talks about this great... They have a couple of drinks and it starts to get... All they of have, a sudden, they have tequila. They have tequila. No, no, that that never ends well. And then he's putting her in a cab, and she's like, "I've got this. There's this great. We, we got to go to this great whiskey bar. It's right around the corner from my place, which is like super code for, oh, why don't we just go why to don't your we place? Just go then? to my place, right? 
And well, she said she says to him like she basically propositions him, and he says no, and she goes, "You're one of the good guys, Coop." Yeah. Where it's like, like she was testing him or something. Well, and the th- she's like, uh, do you want to go for a nightcap? And I'm like, oh my God, is it like 1972? Who the fuck talks like that? This is what I'm saying. Like, people don't talk like this. Yeah, the dialogue is probably the worst part of this whole and show. And it's so inappropriate. Like, this is the thing. And we, we you know. I and mean, if it was reversed. As, as a good feminist, I'm all about equality. And I, it was so cringy. Well, look, it's the way she was sexual behaving. harassment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, equal opportunity harassers. I, it's just like where it was like, look, if 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 Cooper was a woman and Francesca was a man, if it was if it was immediately would if be if it was Candace yeah. and Frank, it was like, oh, let's. It, it's like, oh, ew. <laughs> are Candace it's, and Frank your Cooper and Cooper and, and Francesca? Francesca? Yeah, that's, those are my. <laughs> the Frank is good. The Candace, not so much. Oh, what's what's female for Cooper? Charlotte. Fuck off, Charlotte. (laughs) No, bro. So at the same time that he's out doing his thing. Where did Billy Billy at these days? Billy has just come back from a day in the city with the girls from school because they have the the super nanny that just looks after all the kids and goes, yeah, okay. And they went to Soho and where she used to live and the tattoo shop she went to is now a cupcake store. And, and she has a fucking breakdown in yeah. front of these women that she barely knows. And and again, like... You she don't, overshares. She totally overshares and starts crying about her ex and blah, blah, blah. And then there's like this little, this little circle back <sighs> at the house of all these... I'm using air bunnies again. Alpha widows about, yeah, like I used to have this thing with my ex and blah, 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 blah. And I looked him up and, and he's he, fat and bald, and, and, he, and he and he's still pouring concrete and what? And I was like, "That's rude." But it was yeah, just they're super dismissive, and it's like, very, "I'm very happy." You know, I, I just accept all these things that are shitty in my relationship because at least that guy isn't like this loser of an ex that I have. And it's like, you know what? You know what you can do to fix to fix this? Like thinking about your ex, just look him up. That'll fix it. And she was like, uh, "Yeah, I already ran into him in Sasha's apartment, and then and he's he, still hot as fuck." And he calls her at this yeah. little. Fucking yeah, alpha, alpha widow session, right? And this is the thing, like, and it, it made me think about too, like, just just as an aside, like, how many marriages do you think Facebook has ruined? Oh, a lot, a lot. Because Wait, I it, feel like that happens a lot, where Facebook allows you to sort of find people. Oh fuck! It used to be you had to wait till your ten year or fifteen year reunion or something to see somebody back in high school, right? That you had a thing for, or same thing. It was reunions were the only time that you would get you would get back in touch with people that you had lost touch with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now with Facebook and Instagram and all the different type social media platforms out there, you can you can legit creep. Anybody in your past that has a social media presence without them even knowing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, Facebook is um, Facebook has made it easier. And then you know, and uh, you know, it's like it's like Cobra Kai, right? It's like, oh, well, I, I got to set up a Facebook profile so I can find Allie. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 there's the thing you reach out to them, and the next thing you know, you're chatting, mm-hmm. and then you're meeting up for coffee, and then you're reminiscing, and then you're fucking, yeah. and it's just you know, and just bring a condom. That's okay. That's it. So. Then there is a, a particularly interesting flashback uh, that, that oh, which just, one? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> where 
And I, and I think she writes about it in the journal and, and Cooper reads about it. So he tries to do all these things. And it's just, it's so heartbreaking. Like, I mean, I don't like Cooper's character but at you all. Get, you, but you feel I feel, sympathetic for I him feel bad yeah. for him because yeah. he's trying to like yeah. reenact all this shit and he falls short, no pun intended, every single time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she writes this journal entry about, <laughs> about coital alignment technique. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Please. So I had to look this up. I had not heard <laughs> okay. about the coital alignment technique. But basically, it is uh, some gynecologist or biologist, some researcher had come up with this. Basically, is a way for women that achieve orgasm for more direct clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. So outside girls, as you call them, as yes, opposed to inside girls. Gr- yes, as, as a proud outside girl. I- and basically what it is, is the dude rides up a little higher mm-hmm. and tends to grind his pelvis against her clitoris. the the woman's clit and i guess brad is an expert at this she she basically was like if like he either researched it or invented it and i was like oh my god but like, <laughs> this the, the, brad and his fucking 12 inch dick yeah it went from ten inches well, to soft. twelve inches. I mean, okay, it had to grow okay, a little yeah. bit. He's but, a he's a shower. But if he if he actually tried the coital alignment technique, yeah, he's gonna be like four In inches her into her cervix. Oh yeah, like, yeah, no. Like, so so it's 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 it it's seems like a little unbelievable that that on top to of his that. giant dick, he's also capable. She of, would need a sixteen inch vagina for for him to be able to do that. Yeah, without impaling her in some way but, but cooper reads about this cooper reads about it yeah, and tries, and, he tries. And, and there's this super awkward scene where she's just kind of lying underneath him with her eyes open going what what do you, what do you it looks like he's he's he looks like a like a fish flopping on the ground while he's trying it and she's like what what are you do what are you doing what are you doing i'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to do this thing man i read like uh, uh, and he's like and she's like okay slow down slow down and he loses his erection yeah again as soon as he, she starts coaching him he 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 gone and then he gets super fucking aggro about it and and i i i wrote here cooper's a hot guy who can't fuck and then i wrote it's a thing it is oh would you uh, well there's a whole there's a whole like you porn channel designed to try and dispel that myth it's the hawkeyes fuck uh oh. channel and it's a whole, okay. a whole bunch of young good-looking dudes i've seen it that yeah. just jackhammer away oh it's awful and it doesn't look like they can fuck at all no it's no and this is and this is the the, the myth of the like really super hot guy and the myth of the giant dicked guy mm. that they are automatically going just to be know great to in do. bed yeah and that they know what to do and that's not true always Mm-mm. i mean i'm not saying there aren't some guys some oh, hot guys that know how to fuck yeah i mean or like guys with big dicks that know how to fuck but there are a lot of men who don't know how to fuck mm-hmm. and aren't interested in learning because no. they're hot and so they don't have any trouble getting women into bed yeah but very rarely do they get repeat customers because it's just like oh this yeah but they is- don't I'm sure some of those guys don't care. No, they don't care, but they don't care. And that's why they don't get any better at right, it. Right, right, right. But, but Cooper seems to be one of these hot guys that can't fuck. And he just gets super, you know, frustrated and, and all that kind of shit. And it's just like, it's so cringy to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cringy. So then 
they don't actually talk to each other about their, anything their that's communication going on. is horrible it's terrible their communication is basically her journal she right. writes shit in it he reads it and then tries to interpret it and then she gives him no feedback because if she gives him any feedback, he loses his erection. Right, he gets really upset. And it just, it seems like it's going nowhere. Well, at the same time, she is obsessing over Brad. Right. Inappropriately sharing with people that, that shouldn't have this information, no. that can use it against her. And she's dancing closer and closer and closer to the fire as the episodes wear on. Yes. Like she's getting closer and closer to, to, to doing that. So they finally start talking around episode five and they start talking about their desires and and some different different fantasies and things like that and i i just wanted to make a quick note about fantasies versus desires mm. is it justin lee miller that talks yes, about it yeah who i would love to get just in case if you're listening you should Dr. tag him in when this episode i goes should up. i should tag him in he's got some great stuff and he wrote a book called tell me what you want and Differences between fantasies and desires. A fantasy is something that when you think about it, it turns you on. You get turned on by it. It's, it, you know, gives you those nice warm feelings. And, but you might not necessarily want to do that thing. Right. Like if you think about it in real life and the logistics and everything else, you're kind of like, I don't know how that would go. A fantasy or a desire on the other hand is something that you want to try, something that you want to do. Right. And I think in a lot of couples, those two things get conflated. And just because someone is turned on by something doesn't necessarily mean that they want to do it. And I think a lot of partners get scared off or turned off or upset by fantasies that, you know, are are not necessarily a desire. Dan Savage talks about that a lot when a partner is upset about a fantasy that their partner has shared with mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. about that reality of the logistics of trying to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Are, it's just, it's not going to be, it's one of those things that just needs to stay in your head. Mm-hmm. What are you smiling about? <laughs> what are you smiling about? Because, because I have a couple of those. I have a couple of things that are like fantasies. Have and Have you then, ever told me this? Yes, I have. Oh, well then share it with the listeners. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, you Maybe know. Maybe one of them? Uh, like, there are things that I that I find. Oh, like, I got a perfect example. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Okay, go ahead. So there was this one time when I got home really late. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> that was my little clue to you about what it was. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right. So, so, <laughs> so B and I, B and I have something called the list, which is all the kind of. It wasn't on the list. It wasn't by on the, the list. Way, no. But but the list is the list is basically things we want to try that are sexual in nature except, with each other. You, except you're not privy to the list. I'm not. No, but only but, I am. Privy but in to the, the discussion of the list, <laughs> this came up, and 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 B had said to me, you know, I think it would be really hot. If, 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 if it was a ravishment fantasy, basically, yeah, basically it'd be really hot if, if, you know, I was somewhere and you just, I was taken against my will. 
Yeah. Okay. Which is one of these fantasies, rape fantasies or ravishment fantasies yeah. are are one of those those kinds of things where you've given consent broadly. Right. But for the actual stuff that's going on, it's, you've, it, it's, it's a, the removal of that. And it's a bit of a role, a role play yeah. scenario where like you're supposed to be someone I don't know. Right. So I was coming back from a work trip and it was <laughs> really late at night. I can't believe you're sharing this. <laughs> well, because I think it's a good illustration of fantasy versus reality. Sure. Okay. Okay. And I came home really, really late and I was trying to be quiet Getting in, getting into B's house, and B at the time had like a Bluetooth receiver to connect to speakers in your workout area, and I come in the door, and I'm all trying to be quiet, and then I fucking trip and I drop stuff, and then my phone pairs to this thing and it goes boop 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 boop, and I was like, oh my god, so I'm trying to be, and then you unpaired, and then I unpaired, boop boop. And then it paired again. And then it paired again. And like, if she's not up by now, then she's definitely up. So I was trying to be like a cat burglar, an awful one, obviously. <laughs> but I, I was trying to be like a cat burglar who was going to break in. Also and, from the 70s. Yeah, and do stuff. Right. And so I'm like, I need a weapon, but I don't want an actual weapon because I don't want something that... What if she moves the wrong what way? What if she moves and ends up with a fucking chef's knife in her back? my god so so i get my i get my pretend weapon <laughs> which, was? which was a whisk <laughs> and i i, I tiptoe oh up to her room and which was unnecessary at, this point. at that point and basically like put my hand over her mouth and changed my voice and stuck <laughs> the whisk into her side like it was a knife or a gun or something but the handle of it but not the handle like the not, not, not the whiskey part <laughs> wasn't giving you some whiskey business over there <laughs> like and, and i'm like this is what we're doing and bless you you went along with it for a couple of seconds and then you just burst out laughing <laughs> yeah. because it was so ridiculous. It was like three in the morning. Uh, yeah. And this is one of those things. It's like, oh, ravishment I mean, fantasy. You for would trying. You, yeah, you know. And yeah. It's, it, but this, I think, it, the, the, as, I mean, I hope it was as funny for you guys as it was for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the idea being that there are some things that in your head you can build up into a certain mm-hmm. way that they're going to be super hot and super sexy and super amazing and then you go through all the steps to try and make it happen and you just it just doesn't quite come off the way yeah like there was that actually there was a movie i can't remember what it was i'll have to look it up but there was a movie where that scenario played and the, the the partner the the wife really wanted this to happen and so he tried it but she recognized his cologne and she told him she's like oh i i knew it was you because because I recognize your cologne. So then he hires a couple of guys to like abduct her in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. And then they drive, and she's fucking terrified because mm-hmm. she thinks this is a real abduction. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the next day or anything, right? Mm-hmm. She thinks it's a real fucking abduction. Mm-hmm. And they drive her to fucking some middle of nowhere where he is. And they like slide the van door open and like rip off the mask that they've put on her. And he's dressed in like, like, a homeless guy's clothes so he doesn't smell like her and his face is all dirty whatever and she is fucking terrified absolutely she's like i'm about like i'm gonna, die. Worst, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. die and it's gonna be horrible and she she's just 
freaking out. And then he's like, oh my God, no, 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 look, it's me. Rips off the mask or whatever. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't, can we just go home? I don't want to, and he, and he says to the guy, he's like, uh, and the guys are like, hey, we tried and oh, yeah, well, here's your money or whatever. And, and goes, and this is the thing, like, you know, you try it. Oh, well, you know, the whisk handle gave it away or the noise or whatever. So then this guy goes to the extreme lengths to make it super realistic. And it's so realistic that she's like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die. Thank you for not trying to make it more realistic. But this is the thing. On another right? occasion. And and at the end of the day, that particular fantasy was best left in your head. Wow. <laughs> What's the name of the movie? I gotta find it. Okay, okay. So Billy and Cooper are talking mm-hmm. about all of this. Mm-hmm. And this is where she says, like, he's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, well, I'm your husband. And she was like, because, like... Girls have been taught this from from the time they're small, like young, that you yep. don't mm-hmm. share that. And he was like, you know, what about this Brad person? Like whatever. And she was like, it's it it's over. Like he's 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 with Sasha. Mm-hmm. And Cooper's like, no, that's no, that's ridiculous. And she's like, no, no, I'll prove it to you. Let's all go to dinner. So they are at this pivotal moment where all the cards could be laid out on the table, mm-hmm. and communication is open and she can honestly tell cooper about her past and what she wants and they can maybe come to some kind of an an arrangement or an agreement or take some concrete steps to stay married but but make sure that sexually they're both fulfilled Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and instead she fucking lies to him Mm -hmm. when this was the time to be open yep and to tell the truth. Yep. And, and she to be lies. Honest, and she lies. She lies to try and make Cooper feel better. That there's no way I could do anything with Brad, even if I loved all the things that I did with him, because he's with Sasha. So I'll prove it to you. Let's all go out. Ugh. Bad idea. It 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 is literally the worst idea because worst idea. she because she thinks she can handle it. Yep. And what happens is and I, you know, as soon as they and say, Sasha and, and Brad show up pretending to be like a couple because they're both like Sasha does it because she cares about Billy mm-hmm. and is trying to help mm-hmm. Billy out. Brad has made no such promise. No, and so he shows up and just starts fucking stirring shit. Oh yeah, like, like it's like oh, it must oh. be Doctor Billy by now, right? Oh yeah. no, I dropped out of my program. And I'm like, what? Co- co- you-, co- you 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 love that. Why would you do that? Oh, and you used to be like this, and you used to be like that, and remember our Costa Rica trip? And you're just like, bro. Basically, the worst possible thing that could happen. Imagine the worst thing that could happen if you and your ex went out with your current partner. Yeah. That's basically what happened. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, if your ex is like still super good looking and successful and still has a giant dick and, and is still into you and is still into you and is like and reminds you of all the things nope, that nope, you've nope, given nope, up nope. to like it it, it it it's the worst idea and Sasha just sits there like oh my god and Cooper is livid livid yeah and there's all these flashbacks to Costa Rica and okay there special mention to the garbage green screens that they used for these flashbacks <laughs> no to the scene where he is eating chocolate sauce off of her ass. Okay, food and sex don't go together. And licking chocolate sauce out of an ass crack. (laughs) It's just 
bad manners. Like, think about that for a second. Never mind the sticky, sugary, yeasty infection that's coming from that, but chocolate sauce and bums. No, bro. What's going on there? Okay, here... We're going to have to invoke Uncle Dan again. Mm-hmm. Fuck first. Yeah. Eat later. Yep, 100%. It's a great idea. And have your chocolate sauce on ice cream. I, it's yeah. It's fine. No, chocolate sauce is great. Not on an ass crack. Why do you need to lick chocolate sauce off of somebody? I mean, that is that is like... The, the, like, even as a visual, when we were watching, it was like, oh, no, no. no. I mean, it wasn't, cri- it wasn't quite Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, my God. If you guys have... <laughs> we recently got a chance to watch broadcast cable for the first time in a long time and tlc i thought that <laughs> i thought 90 day was lowbrow enough Mm-mm. but it turns out 90 day is like the that's fucking shakespeare inco- of tlc <laughs> because they have all these crazy reality shows like super hoarders and you know the coupon shows and giant cheapskates and all this and then they have this dr pimple popper yeah and i'm just gonna say three words actually two words Devil's creamsicle. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I'm we'll scarred. Just, we'll I'm just, scarred. Don't scarred. Google it. It's NSFW. I just, I just want to, I, I just want to say, I was trying to sleep, and Dante was watching it, and I couldn't watch because gross, and I was trying to go to sleep, and all I could hear was him going like this. Uh, oh, 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 oh no, oh. Oh God! Like oh, it was just. There's more. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it was just terrible. Mm, you're saying that, and I'm reliving it. Like I'm traumatized by this shit. So we 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 start to get the picture of why Billy and Brad break up, and you start to notice a pattern over the course of of Billy and Brad's relationship. He seems to love her, but he has this trauma from his mm-hmm. dad, from his past, and so every time something goes wrong he turns on her and yes. gets super cold and says really shitty things to her and you know sends her away and it's very much this sort of push pull and sasha thing. sasha reminds does she remind cooper of that or is it just billy that she says like you're know. only writing down the good shit do you remember she all says the- she says that to to billy I think. yeah like do you but, you forget all the shit you guys went through yeah that's right yeah you're only thinking about the hot parts and you know what i'm guilty of that too oh yeah yeah how's that um i think i think i was guilty of that with california oh really okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and you had to be confronted with the reality of the shitty parts oh before. like slapped in the face with yeah it. before yeah, yeah sure. okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. it's like oh that's right. You're a selfish piece of shit. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Like, sure. do you think like, because you, this theme kind of happen comes up often about, and, and I think women, straight women and straight men, straight women are very apologetic or apologist for explaining why men behave the way they do, especially in oh, relationships. Yeah, I think I think guys are guilty of that as well. But I, th- but I, like, my question is like, do you think that dudes can like get past their trauma without creating havoc in their relationships, or you don't, or, or are they destined to repeat that behavior unless and until they get therapy? I feel like it's the latter. Really? Yeah, yeah. For my own personal experience, right? I feel like until you are made aware of your patterns mm-hmm. and what the root cause of those patterns are. Mm-hmm. I don't think you in general men can see that it is in fact a problem. Mm-hmm. I think you project 
you don't see your own role in it and you just go, well, this happened because the other person is A, B, or C. Right. Not because, oh, this is related to this trauma I've had or this bad experience or this unresolved issue or, 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 and I do this and then this happens. It's just like, I'm fine. I just need to find the right person. Right. They're yeah, just, yeah, they yeah. were wrong for me because right. of these reasons. Right, right. And, and Brad's one of these classic cases of a man who has some emotional pain right. that's been done to him or that he's participated in and it has completely fucked him up. Right. And his ability to, to have healthy relationships and that, you know, they get pregnant, Brad and, and, mm-hmm. and, and Billy. Billy get pregnant. Right. And he reacts badly to it. At first. At first. And then apologizes with like a baby biker jacket. Right. And like some silly onesie. And no conversation. And no conversation. And they get back together. Yeah. And they're making plans. And and you're looking, I'm looking at the loft that he lives in. And I'm like, this is a baby's nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like there is so much shit that could go wrong in Mm -hmm, this place. mm -hmm. And... It comes to a head towards the latter episodes after they have the the double date dinner thing. This stuff is coming to a head. Well, so, okay, so hold on. So so the dinner goes as wrong as it can go. Yes. Cooper storms out. Yeah. And calls up Francesca. Calls up Francesca. Well, actually, so because she was supposed to be meeting. Oh, there's, um, yeah, there's, there's clients. clients. He's clients. pitching. He's pitching. A big, uh, it's the it's the ownership or the investors or whatever. Yeah. And uh, basically, there's a big pitch coming up the next day, and right. she wants him to come and wow them. So, so he fucks off and goes to the city yeah. to to be wherever Francesca is with mm-hmm. the clients. Yeah. Brad offers to drive Billy home uh-huh. on his well, bike. On his she's bike, she's left sitting in front of the restaurant with no way home. Where did Sasha go? She left too. She just fucked off. Yeah, she fucked off. And so Billy's sitting there like a kid who doesn't have their shoes in front of like <laughs> the restaurant. Yeah. And Brad rolls up on his motorcycle. Yeah. And so then he becomes very, very sweet after like being a complete fucking idiot at of dinner. Of course he did. Yeah, but like he drives her home and but, he's like No, but that's that's uh, Look, look at how shitty your husband is. I'm Brad. Me and my giant dick will look after you. <laughs> your and, husband left you in right. front of this restaurant. Did he care how you were going to get home? No. no. Me and my giant dick cared how you got home. Right. So get on my bike and let's go. So she does. And she does. And they go back to the house. Oh, yeah, she invites him in. He and sees her he, sleeping no, children. He asks, he asks. Oh, he if asks. He, can, he asks if he can see her kids. And so she brings him into the house. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Vampires no, no, cannot no, no, no. come into your house unless you invite them, yeah. Billy. And so she shows him her kids. And it's basically. And he's like, they're beautiful. Yeah. And it's just super like, sweet. Just like you are. Yeah. And, and. Yeah. Yeah. So. And 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 noted, Cooper doesn't come home. That did night. they? Did they kiss? No. He just went. Your kids are beautiful, and then got on his bike yeah. and left. Yeah. Okay. He, all right. He leaves. Yeah. He leaves. And Cooper. Cooper doesn't come home. Well, and you know how we find out. Robot child goes. Mommy, where's daddy? <laughs> Robot child. And she's like, Oh, he had to have. He, he had, had to, to get, go he to had work to go early. Really early this morning. She's yeah. kind of like, Where the fuck is he, anyways? Yeah. 
And and so, you know, she goes to see him at work. Where it's like, she where, shows up where knowing that today been? is the day that he's got his giant presentation mm-hmm. and like he this is going to make or break his career. And he's like, I can't talk right now. I can't. And she's like, I want to have this deep emotional conversation five minutes before your pitch. I can't talk right now. I'm doing investment banker shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's sort of like, what is wrong with these two people? Like they have absolutely zero respect for each other at all. Yeah. Like zero respect for their professional lives, zero respect for their autonomy, zero respect for each other's sexuality, like nothing. And it was just, and Francesca's like, oh, like that's awkward. Oh, yeah, well, because she comes up and she's like, oh, oh, you're, you're Billy. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. And 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 just like, and, and of course the intonation is that because after, because cause Coop goes to do the pitch, or, or sorry, goes, goes to have drinks with the clients and the investors or whoever they are, and it's all amazing. And then Francesca is like, "Oh my god, we make such a great team together," and she's being super flirty. And he puts her in the cab and says, "Why don't we check out that whiskey bar mm-hmm. yeah. by, by he, your and place?" He, spe- he spends the night, we and don't she know. goes, "Oh!" And he gets in, and the intonation is is that they, they spent the night and yeah. they slept together. And so the, you know, the pitch goes amazing, and yeah. she pulls him into her her office at the end, basically just says. Okay, and this this is so fucking infuriating. Well, yeah. It's so infuriating. Her, yeah, this is where the Francesca character goes off the fucking rails. Well, She was borderline before with yeah. the inappropriateness, but she becomes so against how she's been characterized when she pulls him into the office. And and again, this is this is this is a problem where she basically says like, "You don't deserve to get treated like that. You're amazing." Blah 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 blah. I know that you say you love your wife and all that, but I'm just letting you know that like I'm an option. Yeah. And you're just like, I'll wait, but I'm an option. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's a sneaky, I underhanded am, thing to do. Well, and and it it undermines the basis of her character, right? Who is a strong, independent, intelligent. You know, because confident she becomes woman. a simp after this. Well, she, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, this is all just fucking cover for when I find the man that I really want. Doesn't matter that he's married to somebody else. I'm going to put myself forward as an option where he has to make no effort at all. Yeah, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And this is like again the fucking manosphere version of what women are where it's like this is just a front she's putting on until she finds the high quality man that she yeah. wants and then she's going to subjugate herself yep to just be like you i'm i'm yours whether you want Wait, me or not yeah, like i'll be here waiting fuck you yeah like yeah, no yeah. and yeah. any man that would do that go fuck yourself yeah right so at the same time billy goes to see an old professor of hers yep. named Sumner. I don't know his first name. Yeah, we only call him. Yeah, yeah. And Sumner has a secretary, and I can tell you in academia, it's very rare that a professor has their own secretary. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you think he's like a chair? Or something? He must be a department head or something like that. Yeah, but he's also teaching, which department heads generally don't. It's just it. They make him look super big and important. And he he toasted her. They do a flashback to a dinner party mm-hmm. that she was hosting at Brad. She was living with Brad at Brad's place. Uh, because she got this article about monogamy. monogamy published in Psychology Today, and they were yeah. all toasting her Yay. about it. Yeah, and 
So that kind of introduces who, and Brad doesn't show up until really, really late, and she's really pissed off. But then it turns out his reason for being late was totally justified. I can't remember. He brought something. Oh, he went and bought all the copies of Psychology Today. That's why he was late. He bought like every single one in the city that he could find. It's like, you know what? I would rather one copy of the magazine and you be on time. But well, thank yeah, you seriously, for, thanks like, for that. You knew that this was going on. And so she goes and sits down with Sumner. Yeah. So the idea is that she, in her work, is a major proponent of monogamy, that that's the only way to feel safety in your relationship and to feel Mm -hmm. fulfilled in your relationship. And And Sumner kind of... And Sumner, they don't explicitly say that, but she was like, I was wondering, like, maybe I could try it your way. Yeah, so so, so we're to believe that Sumner is kind of non-monogamy oriented in some but, way but but they don't talk about it and we're like oh my god are we getting close to the thing yeah and maybe he they're goes, gonna be and he was like you know you need to ask yourself like you know you've got you've got you know brad who's like this excitement and 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 you know sexual chemistry and then you've got cooper who's like security stability, and love yeah. and stability and family and, and we're like this we're on the edge of our seats going oh my god he's almost, there. Say, he's almost there almost there and then he goes you need to figure out if brad can give you both and we're like oh, oh. so close so close it's like or i don't know is there another option sumner the academic with a secretary is that maybe she could get different things from different people and it's all okay right and this is this is where you and i start to just go we just start screaming at the tv like basically from now until the end of the series well pretty much because and if you are if you are somebody who is uh, a proponent or can see the benefits of a non-monogamous relationship mm-hmm. in whatever form in whatever form that is poly open whatever the rest of the the remaining episodes are going to make you sh- want to fucking claw your eyes out <laughs> and this you know these these sort of unrealistic ideas about sex too are just so like there are so many scenes where okay first of all what is with all the fingering in this series oh yeah brad with the giant dick Spends Fing- most of his time finger banging, but you know what? That actually, I think about it now, that makes sense. <laughs> because if you're with a woman who likes that like thrusty sort of thing, mm-hmm. no, he doesn't finger bang her. He just, he, it's like, it's like come hither. Everywhere, oh, was he G spotting her? Ev- everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Oh, okay, yeah, everywhere yeah. Never mind. Forget what I was saying. Then. And it yeah. was just like, it was just like, okay, like. You know, like under the table shit. Yeah, right? it's like, oh, your souffle is going to take twenty minutes. I, I guess I'll just finger you until that's ready. And it's like, oh my god, you're <laughs> stop. And, anyway, and 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 these these unrealistic like four pumps and they come together. Mm-hmm. Four pumps up against a wall and they both come at the same time. Stop it! Stop! Like this is supposed to be. These episodes are written by women. Well, I mean, way back in the beginning, when uh, when Sasha, when the whole meet thing happens with Sa- with uh, with Billy and Brad, S- Billy and Sasha are at a nightclub, and Sasha's up and coming rapper boyfriend, they kind of start making out in the back room, mm-hmm. and then she gets all upset at him, and then he's like, "Well, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna worship the queen right now," and then he goes down on her, and you're like, "Oh my god, like that?" Well, she's sucking his dick. Well, yeah, but then. Like, look, equality, right? And then, well, yeah. and that was how she ended up meeting Brad because she was she like, I guess I'm home. going home alone. And yeah. and Brad was sent to go drive her home so she wouldn't go home alone. But yeah, sorry, equality. No, unrealistic. Oh, unrealistic depictions so, yes. of sex where right. it's like, okay, like you know. So then she's like, okay, well, I need to figure, I need to figure this out. And she was like, you know, I love Cooper, and I, you know, and 
her and Cooper come back together and she was like, listen, you know, I love you and blah, blah, blah. And he was like this, he starts talking about this. He starts using very like Christian language where it's like, you know, the season of sacrifice. Yeah. It's the season of sacrifice. We'll get our mojo back. It'll, it'll happen. This is the season of sacrifice. Like because of the kids, we're going to, we're focusing on little children and when the children are bigger, then we'll focus on our relationship. And I thought I, I was like, I've heard people use that languaging before, and yeah. it's very sort of Christian, like really conservative Christian kind of. Yes, uh, very conservative yeah. Christian language. Yeah, and so they decide, you know what, we're going to try and and work on this and 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 do some stuff. So then they invite their friends Devin and Trina over for a barbecue, nice family barbecue. The kids are running around, you know, everybody's talking. It seems like okay, everything's starting to. And yeah, it's a celebration for uh, Cooper getting partner. Oh, right. So then it's like, you know, how are things going with you guys? And it's like, you know what? Like, we've we've decided, like, we're going to try and spice things up. Yeah, Cooper, sorry, uh, Billy and, and Trina are talking. They're, like, setting the table or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, yeah. And she's asking, like, what's going on with your ex? And she's like, oh, that's over. Like, that's so over. And, you know, like, Cooper and I are going to try and spice things up. And so Devin and Trina go, you know what? Get a babysitter. We're, we're gonna, taking you guys out. We're taking you guys guys out. We're going to blow your minds. And we both called it. We're like... They're going to go to a sex party. They're going to... A, yeah, they're swingers. <sighs> and they are. And they are. But they are the monogamous worst nightmare <laughs> of what it's a, a sexually tale. open couple are. Predatory. Okay. And so, opportunistic. Okay. So, and yeah. Just, just... Yeah. Oh, my God. It's... Guys, it's so bad. It's so bad. So they So what happens? Set it up for so, set up for the brave one. So they take they take Billy and Cooper to a play party. Yes, and it's in a mansion or something. In a giant mansion. Yeah. So it's a private party. It's no not conversation, a sex club. no like this is what we're gonna do. Let's have a conversation about this. Not like, you know what we should do next weekend? We should just like now. No, like here we fuck go. the hot dogs. We're going to a sex party. Yep. They take <laughs> Devin takes their coats. And then, and then, and then and so sets they, them loose in this place. So they walk in and they go, have fun. And they walk away and leave Billy and Cooper. And the panning of the camera across this sex party oh is the most ridiculous thing. Like, first of all, everybody's standing around in their underwear, just like leaning against walls talking. Yeah. So like, imagine you're at a party and people have <laughs> drinks and they're talking to each other, except you're in your underwear. Right. And, Everybody else is in their underwear. Right. And everybody looks unnatural because they're standing around in their underwear. Yeah. It looks like their clothes have been photoshopped out. Pretty much. And you're just like, where are all the clothes? Right. Yeah. There's no piles of clothes anywhere. Like, you know, you know, when you go to a party and like, there's like a spare bedroom or something that they use to yeah, throw they, all the coats on the yeah. bed. It's like that, except for everybody's clothes. Yeah. And shoes. No one's wearing Nobody's shoes. Nobody's wearing shoes. Either. And and then, but then, while this is happening, you know, while, while people are... Having drinks and talking to each other and being very, you know, normal, except for the fact that they're in their underwear. There's random sex happening. Which, okay, there's random sex at a sex club or a sex party, but also, like, put a towel down. But, like, the, the camera pans up and you can see, like, an overlook from the upper level down. And what's up there? A woman bent over the railing getting awkwardly fucked by somebody behind her. <laughs> So they find their way to the kitchen. They're just kind of like in awe and they're yeah. walking around and they're the only people with clothes on. So they look, you know, very awkward and it's, out of place. It's newbie day at the and, sex party. Yeah. And the hostess um, is in the kitchen and she's just 
lifting up a tray of jello shots. Yeah, she's topless with the string topless of pearls. With with the jello shots. And she's like, Oh, welcome. Um, holler if you need any lube. <laughs> and she walks yeah. out. What a terrible host. Yeah. It's like, hi, I'm so and so. I'm so and so. Have you ever been to a play party before? Yeah. Oh no. You well, know here. How, you let know me why introduce I ask? You. you know why I ask? Because your clothes haven't been photoshopped off yet. You are, and you so, look like a deer in headlights. And also, it's my house, and I should know who's in my house. Yeah. Just and saying. and you know, here's here here's how we run things at this particular play party, and you know the rules or yes. or whatever, and just anything. Not, anything. Would you like a Jello shot? Yeah. Because you know what? You know what goes great at play parties? So much alcohol that you can't consent to anything. Such a great idea. Such an awesome Such idea. Such a great idea. So basically, Cooper's like, let's do this thing. Like, this is this is what you like, right? Like, this is... And she was like, um, no, actually. And he starts to try to take her dress off. And she's like, stop, stop it. And he's like, what? Like, peeling it like, down or whatever. Like, now you're getting shy? Like, this is oh like... God. Such a cringe scene. Oh, my it's God. It's so cringy. Oh, God. So then they basically... Like, they're he basically, gets super aggressive about he it. He gets super aggressive. They're basically having a domestic in the middle of a sex party. And, and it's there's like, people, like, bro, fucking you're, all like, the way around the vibe. You're yeah. killing the vibe. You're killing the vibe. Can you imagine if we're at a sex club and we're ha- doing our thing and everybody around is doing and then a couple just starts having a fucking domestic there no but like take that shit out of here man yes go outside i'm inside my girlfriend (laughs) so then trina shows up yes and she was like hey what's what's going on you guys you know what's what's hopping what's hopping what's popping what's popping sorry and she basically she was like you know what i've been waiting to do this for a while and you know what there's a scene early on in the series where she's there and she's super she looks like she's gonna eat Cooper for lunch. That's true. Yeah, when they're going out to the to break it to do the the, the party pop the, 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 the pool hopping. Yeah. 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 She's the babysitter. Yeah, she's and like she, and she, she looks, like puts her yeah. hand on Cooper's chest and she's like, You guys go have fun. And and yeah. I'm like Okay, I've, I have neighbors. None of them no. would I interact like that with no, them so if they're babysitting my kids. Like, it seemed super inappropriate at the time. And it makes it's, perfect sense because in this scene, she comes up. And she how, basically... How are you guys doing? Yeah. And she says... She drops to her knees and wants to give Cooper a blowjob. And Billy's kind of like, uh, no. No, I don't like... I, I don't think I... And he goes... And he looks down at, at, at Trina and goes, do it. Suck it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Like fucking Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. And so... Which is bad enough. Then what happens? Well, Billy's crying the whole time. Billy's crying the whole time. And everybody in the room... And everybody stops what they're doing. slowly turns toward and creates a circle that is getting ever smaller Okay, around. have you ever, seen, you ever seen Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. It's like that. But it's like where creepier. everybody just stops what they're doing and just forms a circle around... Billy crying, this chick sucking Cooper's dick, and everybody's just like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, we've never seen anything like that, even though we were doing way more interesting shit five minutes ago. That never happens. And it's like, if people know you're looking, you're too close. Yeah. It's very invasive. It's like, okay, this scene was written by someone who has never been to a play party, who has never been to a sex club, who's never had group sex, never done anything like that. And it's like, this is a monogamous people's vision of what a play party yeah. is because what is and the reality in those kinds of spaces consent 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 yeah. consent and then Devin decides he's gonna shoot his shot with billy yeah and he and he was like i you know i've been waiting a long time for this or whatever and she was like no fuck off and then 
And then Devin and Cooper get into a fist fight well, Cooper, in the middle of a Cooper, sex party. Cooper finishes. Oh, yeah. yeah. This shit happens. He zips and then gets in a fucking fist fight with Devin. Yeah. Which it's so, okay. It's just so, it's so offensive where it's like, it just fuels this whole scene and this whole thing and the fallout from this just fuels monogamous people's fear of consensual non-monogamy people. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll fuck all of you without consent. We don't care if you're crying. (laughs) Yeah, because we can fuck anyone, we are going to fuck everyone. Whether they want it or not. And neither of those things are true. And we've talked about this before. Men at sex clubs and like they're not creepy and fighty like Mm -mm. Devin and Cooper are. No, yeah. They're not creepy and fighty. They're just not. No. And so then the next day it just gets even fucking worse. Well and he comes back okay. Sorry, one thing about we forgot to mention, just jumping back a little bit before when Cooper didn't come home that night, when he finally did come home, he starts Giving the grills to to Billy about well, about be- about um, Brad driving her home, and you're like, I'm sorry, you just spent the night, yeah, at Francesca's place, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, like, no, she he was mad at her because she was she came home late because she had gone to see Brad, mm. and but she came home, like mm-hmm. she came home, and she came home. Remember, she comes home and nobody's there and whatever, and it turns out he had just taken the kids for a drive because oh, the baby yeah, was crying. Right, that's right, that's and she right. was like, Mommy. And he was like, what the fuck? And she was like, um, bro. Robot child delivers another stellar line. Yeah. And so, so the fallout from the, it just, it just takes their already shaky marriage and makes it, makes everything worse. Mm-hmm. And he reverts back to this sort of Christian language of, you know, there's a stain on our marriage now. Yeah. There's a stain on our marriage and you put me in this dark place. Oh, I'm sorry. And you had your dick in Trina's mouth, bro. Yeah, and that was fine. Like, and Devin, Devin said something about that, like, "Oh, you didn't have a problem when when my wife when my wife was sucking your dick, yeah. basically." And I and that's I think, but but this is the, this is this sort of theme of like blaming women. It's 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 yeah, kind of blown it was, my mind. It was about Billy's. It was how Billy's many fault. about how many parallels there are between this and Red Pill and Manosphere shit, where it's like. All the problems that men have is because of women. Yeah. And that line of like, there's a stain on our marriage It's Adam and Eve right there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right? You know, Trina was the snake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Cooper's nuts were the apple. Right. (laughs) Wait, hold on. That analogy isn't isn't playing out. It falls apart. (laughs) Um, And so... And so it, it just and then and then they continue with the evil swingers yes. theme. Yep. Where Devin files a complaint at work with human resources yeah. about the fight. Yeah. And basically threatens blackmails him. Yes. Into going along with one oh, of his Yeah, no, he blackmails him to Cooper to support a shitty deal. Yeah. And basically says if you don't if you don't support me, I'm going to out you. Out you. And Cooper then goes to Francesca and says, "I need to tell you that like Devin's black guy isn't because he got mugged. We got into a fight. You don't need to know the details." No, but no, he he told her the details. But I'm going to tell you the details. He told her the 
the details. Well, we went to this play party, and you know, well, my wife was writing, writing this journal, and she, you know, she was talking about her ex boyfriend, and, and we're all and we're sitting there going, "Oh my God, stop talking!" Everybody overshares. Everybody overshares. And, and Francesca and goes, just, "Well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to write this up." Because it happened, even though it was outside of work, it was between two uh, employees. employees. And also, you need to get away from her. She's driving you to be horrible. I'm good and pure. And if you're with me, this shit won't ever happen. We'll make a great team. We'll make a great team together, Coop. You know, my offer still stands. And this and this is the thing. I, I, I really get offended at how they turn Devin and Trina into these evil swinger people oh they get their come up later well like yeah you know, and, just... then, and then there's fallout at school because trina tells all the other mommies from school that it was actually billy who made trina go to the play party right. and did all kinds of horrible things and like now nobody will let their kids play with, <laughs> with their with their robot, robot child kid. has robot no- child child has no more friends they won't eat his you know, crepes from the international fair. It's just like, and it's so, and it, and it's basically telling couples that are struggling Mm. with, with all of this. Don't try non-consensual or don't try consensual (laughs) non-monogamy. Also don't try non-consensual. Well, I mean, you know, actually they are saying that, but (laughs) don't try consensual non-monogamy. Don't open up your relationship because it's going to ruin your life and not just your sex life, not just your marriage, your job, your school, your children's your social lives. Life, like it's just everything. a complete, yeah, no, yeah. You're going to lose all your friends. It's just going to, it's just going to scorch your entire existence. And it's just so laughable to me where you just go, wow, well, and why so, don't you relax? And so Billy decides that they're going to get past this. Mm-hmm. She Talks to Cooper, mm-hmm. and they're gonna bury the hatchet. Yep, and forget all that shit ever happened. Yep, stuff it all the way down in the memory hole. Yep, and we're gonna start over. We're gonna start fresh. Fucking monogamy. Mm. Monogamy for the win. Yeah, and Trina comes up to her and is like, "Oh, thanks, man. Like, Devin's so inspired by you guys that uh, like we're not doing that shit anymore. So I guess it's one dick for the rest of my life." Yeah, she's like, awesome. "No more, no more fun for me. Thanks, thanks, thanks for ruining my <laughs> taking a swig of a two-liter bottle of wine while she's saying it." Like, <laughs> what did what did you say? Chardonnay for days. Chardonnay for days. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you're like, "Wow, this is this is the lesson." Oh, but wait, there's more. There's what? Yeah, no. Just when you thought that you know we were going to turn that Christian corner, and you know we're going to go back to the sanctity of the marriage and monogamy for the and win. Monogamy for the win. What happens? Billy can't do it. Cooper tries to call Billy, can't yeah. get her. Yeah. So he calls up his tracker app. Yeah. And sees where she is. And she's running, apparently all the way from Connecticut. Yeah, to Brad. To Brad's house. Yeah. And she comes to his house and he opens the door and she says, this doesn't change anything. I, I, I love my husband. I love my husband. I'm not going to leave him, but I need you to fuck me. And Brad's like, yeah. Okay. Oh, I can do that. Don't, don't, don't make him South African. <laughs> don't ruin, South don't African. ruin it for me. You got to change your My favorite voice. accent. <laughs> mm. So, so of course Brad's like, I can do this. And Sex without commitment? Sure. And set up for season two. Yeah, and basically that's it. And giant, giant fucking facepalm. Yeah. So 
We waited eight episodes. We went through eight episodes. That's eight hours of our life. Just for them. Yeah. Just for her to cheat on her husband. Pretty much. To fantasize about all the sex she was having before her husband. Yeah. To then almost cheat on her husband to to pretty much. To almost opening their relationship. Yeah. To just big fat cheating on her husband. Just going to non-consensual non-monogamy. Right. Never mind the fact that he installed a fucking sneaky ass tracker app on her phone. Yeah. I know I know you're shaking your head. I'm I shaking my head, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, this is not a video podcast. You no, can't see me shaking my head. It's not. I'm shaking my head. Like this is fucking ridiculous. And it's so Are we gonna watch the second season? I don't know. I mean we I, we kinda I don't know if we'll do another show on it, but we No, we, we won't do another show on it. But but I'm just like, and where does this go? I know where does it go. That's, that's exactly what like, I was where thinking. Where does it go? How does is this it end? just eight more episodes of fucking getting so close and then missing the mark? And again, I it they the, must have had the tra- somebody. The traditional narrative, I, 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 you know, obviously, for as much time as we've been doing monogamish you know, some sort of openness to our relationship and all of the experiences that you and I have had and some experiences before we met. I've had my suspicions about monogamy for everybody across the board for a really long time. Right. And I was really, really hopeful at so many points in this program that it was going to open a discussion. Like they would suck you in with all this trashy stuff and the gratuitous nudity and all of that. And yeah. then they would educate you along the way yes right come come for billy's nipples stay and brad's dick and brad's dick and stay for a new way to look at stuff right and it was so disappointing the red pill philosophy that's infused into this the christian fundamentalism that is infused into this the sex shaming the traditional narrative that is you know complete with the cheating Right. Because cheating is very much a part of the traditional narrative. Yep. As much as people don't want to discuss that and don't want to accept that, that is the truth. Yeah. Because when you give no, when there are no other options. Yeah. You've got madmen. You've got madmen. Yeah, pretty much. And I I I think that's what disappointed me the most is yeah. that you yeah. you had this opportunity in this broad audience and I realize it's a book adaptation so whatever. But I'm just so tired of, like, it reminds me of the disappointment when we were looking at No Eye and Threesome. Right. And you have so much hope where it's like, you know what? Finally, we're going to have something that shows how this can work. And it's just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment about people doing it wrong and then saying it doesn't work. Right. And it's like, of course it doesn't work. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're making all the mistakes. You're trying to engage in another relationship model while in the same mindset as the old one. Yeah. And that, that shit's not going to work, man. It's just... <clears throat> so it pissed me off. I don't like. I don't like the portrayal of this open couple or the swinger couple, the Devin and Trina couple. They, they are super predatory. Very predatory. Opportunistic. And just horrible people. Mm-hmm. Evil people. Some of the stuff they do borders on criminal. Well, I, and, but there, and there like, are people, this is the thing, I don't think, I, I don't think it's fair to say that they, that is a an incorrect portrayal. It is a portrayal of some people in that lifestyle, for sure. Okay. However... It definitely is done to push up 
specific narrative or value judgment around non-monogamy. I feel like it's very much a stereotype. The 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 lusty, insatiable swinger couple where it's like, oh, you got to be careful because if you if you maintain eye contact for too long, they'll start stripping and jump on top of you. Like I I think I I get like it. You're like, I'm like where, where do I are those people? people? <laughs> God, I know you so well. <laughs> Where are those people where I could just make eye contact? But I I, I find that offensive. And I like and I get yeah. it. It's not like yeah, you know yeah. what? You tell whatever story you want to tell. But I think that it 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 only serves to perpetuate the misunderstanding yeah, of they, what these types of relationships are they, or can be. They draw you in with this titillating, sexy sort of story. Yeah. To then basically it's a bait and switch. Yeah, to to push it's a this bait and to push this like if you try any of this, it's, it's going to ruin bad. your life. Yeah. yeah, and they the language. There's enough stuff that they got right in it that leads me to believe that there was a consultant or somebody with some knowledge of mm-hmm. this to be able to write about it. Really? But how does they that person? Never, they never say the word consensual non-monogamy but that's a loaded that's a loaded word anyways there's people there's people dr wednesday martin had had an an episode on her podcast talking about the problems with ethical non-monogamy or consensual non-monogamy as a terminology right so we can't even agree on what to call a non-monogamous relationship that isn't cheating i don't even think they they use the word swear no that's a loaded term as well it is a loaded term because look at how they portray them. Well, because that's the, everybody yeah, knows what that means. Yeah, like everybody yeah. knows what that what's happening there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know. So anyway, so all to say, we're still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I will probably watch whatever garbage season two ends up being because I can't not. We'll give you a quick little update. Yeah, when when that happens, but. Um, yeah, but you know what? And this is the thing: we're interested in what if if any of of y'all watch this. Yeah, please let us know what you thought. Please let us know if there was something that we missed because you know, obviously, everybody's looking at this through a different lens, right? And I, I I'm interested in hearing what people thought of this, absolutely, good and bad. Yeah. And let's have a discussion about that because yeah. I I think it's it's really we have a, a diverse sort of audience. And, and listeners, and, you know, I I, I just think that I, I feel like we're so far past, like, monogamy is the only way yeah. that I think it just seemed a little antiquated and a little bit, you know, corny. So hit us up on, on like, DM on, on our IG or send an email to info at cheatingonfear.com mm-hmm. and give us your thoughts because there's a bunch of you out there, yeah, you listeners, that said we needed to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> We're blaming you. So we're not. No, no, no. We're not blaming. Oh, I'm blaming. But I want to hear from you. Okay. Want to hear from you. Yeah. Want to hear from you. Yeah. So, so your thoughts on this, or or, or how we did, or or mm-hmm. if if we missed something. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely want to keep that, that that discussion open. So thanks for that, B. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to follow and leave a review or rate the podcast. Yeah, we'd love and, that. And um, thanks for being with us. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.